0: We're back for more
1: Vengeance. I am the knight. No, wait. That's the wrong cartoon. Yeah, and this is the Warren Beast Podcast. I'm Greg.
2: I'm Emily, and this is Bad Boy, not Batman.
3: Yeah. I'm Jordan. And I was gonna say like that that was that was on the uh all along the watchtower, except they got that screwed up and had to use different audio. <laughs> Shamone? I'm Kendall. <laughs>
1: And this week, we are reviewing Beast Machine Season 1, Episode 5, Forbidden Fruit. Interesting app.
2: Yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all right.
1: <laughs> I liked it. Ah, yeah. I was going to ask, Kendall. I had a feeling you might have.
2: I <laughs> um, do like... I mean, I guess we'll talk about it in the episode, but yeah.
1: Hmm. Um, so, Kendall, do you, uh, I'm going to ask, is this the... On this day segment, or is this going to be an IMDb segment?
4: Okay, so this is the uh, Kendall Google This Day in History and is going to read you the headlines from the website that he pulled up. Um, So uh, this week I pulled up headlines from the LA Times and skimmed through them. Um, Apparently Hitler's bunker was exposed for the last time, whatever that means. Um, Al Gore said that he was considering not including president clinton in uh in his presidential campaign uh the doctors without borders won the nobel peace prize and uh apparently there's a backstreet boy for every teenage girl
3: Hmm. interesting (laughs) okay so it's kind of the opposite of what that beach boy song was (laughs) I'm just glad I got that right because I wasn't sure if it was a Beach Boys song. Uh, Gre- yeah.
4: Gre- Greg got Greg got the reference. Well, yes, I but did. That, <laughs> I didn't that, that means I got it right.
1: You don't know the Beach Boys.
4: I you mean, crickets there. I I know <laughs> some. I know some Beach Boys. Not. I don't know what what, what song Jordan was referencing. You do know, I? Uh, it's two it girls,
1: like, isn't it? Two girls
0: for every boy.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. bad. Well, see, I um, never claimed to be a singer. No, I don't think you're don't... singing. I mean, the concept, like oh. <laughs> every guy gets two girls. The Beach Boys
3: just sung things. They had no idea what they were singing half the time. I mean, yeah. my show, I mean, was, they, 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 get, they, they got that messed up on one on, like the one track that everyone listens to. Anyway, what so. was what was the, um, the
2: era they were in? I forget.
3: Beach Boys
4: would have been like 60s and 70s. Well, there yeah. you go,
1: or Full House in the 80s. Okay. <laughs> you don't remember those episodes with the beach boys? I, no.
2: I remember that. John, yes.
1: It me feel even older here, am I'm trying to remember if there was like
4: uh, a small research incident, if I they were surfing or not. Well, because like, because what happened was, What's what happened what? was they, uh, uh, jo- is it Joey? No, not Joey. Who's the other one? Jesse. Jesse had a, like okay. a demo tape and he was going to give it to the beach boys Ross. and they were talking to them. And they were like, ha- they had like a good time hanging out. And then w- right before he's right. As he's about to give him the tape, the guy from the beach was like, you know, this was so nice. You know, so often we get in these, we do these things and people just wanted to give us their demo tapes. And it's nice. So we could just kind of hang out with you guys. And so that he doesn't give him their demo tape. <laughs> and then they go and sing, um, uh, Barbara Ann, uh, on the stage.
1: Yeah, oh, I'm trying to remember, weren't they in Hawaii for that? Probably. Yeah, I think so.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't there like a a period in the '80s where there was like a Hawaii and surfing binge? Oh god, gotcha.
2: I mean, yeah, there was like a, you remember the hit movie Surf Ninjas?
3: Oh yes, but I was just trying to remember if there was like other surf things around it. Like, wasn't Back to the Beach come out that that year or those that decade sometime? Or was that um, later? Actually, it might have been the '80s or '90s. Yeah, and that and that was like a specifically a homage slash parody joke to beach movies of the '60s and '50s.
1: Yeah, and of course we had Baywatch and Magnum PI and you know lots of other beach. Hawaii and,
4: Five-O, and which was And shows bigger, that bigger. and shows that had to do their trip to Hawaii. Yeah,
2: exactly. There was there, there was there was an there was a season of Say by the Bell where it's all beach themed. Or at a beach resort or some shit, if I remember. Oh, yeah, that's right. Was that a season or was it a movie? <laughs> no, it was like a series, at least. It was a like Brady kind of Bunch series. I swear the Brady was. Bunch's
3: movie was. was now,
2: like, I gotta look it up.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the Brady Bunch would have
4: been the 70s. <laughs> yeah,
3: that's what I mean. But I'm just saying is that their <gasps> early movie was going to Hawaii. Or like, made for TV movie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not the the crazy remake parody of it oh which was great
4: that's like one of my favorite things (laughs) (laughs) because it's it's so perfect because it's like kind of it's kind of a parody of 70s and stuff like you know because it's it was made in the 90s and it's like oh but then also it's like incredibly like grunge era 90s dated so it's almost (laughs) so it's like a parody of itself it's like double nostalgia it's it's great it's I think so like basically
3: the very Brady characters in there are are a parody of the 70s and everyone else has got great parody of grunge at this point yes Mm -hmm.
4: yes exactly
3: (laughs) (laughs) and I think it's it's one of those things I think people don't it does come across I mean
4: to me it does come across as self aware like I don't think it was I don't think that it like the idea was like oh we're so cool because it's the 90s I think that I think they were aware that things are dumb in the 90s too
3: yeah, I, I definitely remember the the movie being a l- like slightly self aware, but it seemed more self aware of the the with the bra with the Brady mm-hmm. bunch stuff than the actual nineties stuff. But then again, it's been a while since I've seen it, so it's hard to remember. Yeah,
4: yeah. I think also it's one of those it's one of those movies that like when I saw it as a kid, I didn't get the I didn't get that it was poking fun of modern times as well. But it was definitely like I mean the idea of that movie is that the you've got the Brady Bunch characters from the show in a more realistic setting, except
1: for they're still those you know they're still those characters, it's still the same personalities, yeah. But I,
2: it's I can't a, figure it out if it's a, a season, <laughs> season three. <laughs> I was gonna ask, you know, <laughs> I was gonna ask how your research is going there, Em. I say season three might have been a beach theme season, but I don't know. I, I remember there was a there was at least a while, um, like an arc. Yeah, might have been a mini series. Yeah, I can see that. There was a location on Malibu Sands Beach Resort. Um, is the club in which Zach, Kelly, Slater, Jesse, and Screech get summer jobs through connections of their rich friend Lisa. Hmm. Mm. And just season three TBA, which is not to be announced. What the fuck are you talking about, website?
3: <laughs> 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 to be added? Maybe that's what it means. Ah, uh, must be what it means. Yeah. Anyhow. Oh. Alright, so what does the TF wiki say? <laughs> okay, so going to the TF wiki, which I have to do on my phone, because that because that is the screen I can basically bring closer to my face. Sorry, I, my phone's being obstinate because uh, it updated recently. That is okay. And there it is. Okay. <laughs> so, um, there's a couple of animations and technical errors, but I think... Uh, let's see, the one that they mentioned that is kind of funny is what happens to the tree is really weird Yeah, just kind of disappears because we're in reboot world (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it really is um, they mentioned it might be storytelling conceit in order to uh, further uh, accentuate its mysterious nature, or it might have just been easier to animate
1: that's true yeah Although uh, I think it would have been cool if it hadn't been like a sort of a and of course this coming from me, of course I'm gonna be saying this. <laughs> um but it would have been cool if we had a seen like Cheetor like slice through the tree and then it just like doesn't do anything for a second and then just topples over like a like a samurai cut or something along those lines, but it it was different.
3: And see, although Optimus is teaching the Maxwells to transform while in combat, they've been doing it in the past without too much trouble. Yeah. Uh, well they're says, practicing
2: yeah they're practicing <laughs> uh, so I was going to do, do a joke where I went to the Saved by the Bell season 1 episode 5 and read out trivia for that episode as a joke but it, there's no trivia for that episode <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they're fucked <laughs> there is uh, um there is quote a quote Oh, I, I thought great or anything Kelly oh, to Jesse okay. and Zach who as Bambi I'm going to the girls' room. You want to come? Zach, oh, why not? Sounds like fun. Jesse, freeze. So he was dressed like a girl for some reason, and he was going to go to the girls' room, and Jesse knew about it and told him not to. I don't know. Saved by the Bell's a weird show. (laughs) Anyway. think my
1: wife liked watching it.
2: (laughs) I used to watch it as a kid.
1: I don't remember a furry episode. Wait a minute. You watched Saved by the Bell, but you did not watch Full House. I did watch Full House. I just don't remember anything. I was, that was a little
2: kid, Greg. That was from a later <laughs>
4: season, too, I think. Like, it was the Hawaii was trip thing, was, yeah, it was from.
3: Oh, if it was Hawaii trip, it was probably Jesse and Rachel's uh, honeymoon.
2: Okay, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Here are the things I remember from Full House. I remember that there is a, there's a, of, there's a couple episodes where they go to Disney World,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that, um, like, and in the last episode, there's d- d- both the twins are on screen because she gets in an accident.
1: Yes, and, and she loses has her memory. Yeah.
2: yeah, that's all I remember with Full House.
1: <laughs> so welcome to the Full House cast.
2: <laughs> Not the Saved by the Bell cast.
3: Uh, could be the 80s cast. Yeah, um, We're sort somewhere around there. Let, let's make yeah. a new
2: podcast that's just um, TGIF.
3: Oh God! Oh God!
2: And we do like no. a different episode of any TJF show like every week.
1: Oh, that would take forever. forever. You know what? Somebody might take that idea. <laughs> Run with
2: well, like, it. like, mix, mix, mix kind of, mix them out kind of randomizer algorithm. It's like, okay, so this week we're watching uh, whatever the fuck show was on TGIF, Boy Meets World,
3: and you know that
2: kind of thing. This oh, next episode's The Full House.
3: Um, family well, what Matters. Was that one step by that step. Was
2: step by step. That's what I was trying to think of.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, so basically, uh, they're. It is the TGIF version of All Along the Watchtower. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, exactly. Except it
3: probably would go much much longer, <laughs> depending on how many shows they would actually consider. using. actually, actually, Jordan, it would probably go a lot
4: shorter because <laughs> <laughs> the project would end incomplete.
3: <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah,
4: would be like, okay, yeah, I don't really
3: want to talk about Smart Guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's 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 the. Uh, was the the get smart reboot that they tried? Was that on TGIF or was that just uh, something else?
1: Uh, I don't think it was on TGIF. Okay. Anyway, yeah, oh my god, we are so <laughs> off topic. We haven't even started the episode yet.
4: You like so this back... new segment? Keeps us really focused. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, this does this also doesn't have anything to do with any of the news that I mm. th- from this day. So it's not my fault. Yeah. Totally, it's really Jordan's fault for making that joke.
1: <laughs> so speaking uh, of news i'll have news at the end of the episode as well yay it'll be in the plugs so keep listening for the special news announcement
3: so s- still a couple of continuity errors here um they said that while the maxwells were affected by the same transformation virus night doesn't show any of the same symptoms that the four Maxivals displayed in the reformatting Optimus Primal and company were shown to be in clear physical pain as a result of the virus, sparking and glitching, while Night Scream is just unable to transform. It Hmm. mentions though that it might be the fruit that somehow is responsible for saving off the nastier sex, but nothing is made clear.
1: Yeah, that is a little...
3: And Hmm. then, um... Again, contrary to Cheater's declaration of we don't eat food, we few of on Energon period, plenty of Maximals and Predacons consumed organic material throughout Beast Wars. Most notably Tarentra's creepy habit of eating live animals,
1: yeah, rhinox ate beans, <laughs> yeah, I mean as made know. perfectly clear and, in Kendall's favorite episode yep. the low road
4: and- and rat trap uh was known to eat apple cores um but but you know their filters adjust yes yeah. I'm also like totally okay <laughs> with that tra- with that continuity error i i I think that it's i I would rather if they're if I would rather sacrifice continuity for this show, like continuity between the two shows um, in order to tell the story they want to tell, which is, I think what they did, kind of did with that
1: bit. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me
4: because I mean, for yeah, I, I, it just isn't that I feel like I feel like the, the continuity is loose enough between the two shows that it's fine.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. And for all we know, Cheetor was just being obstinate or like one of those kids who's like, we was like, I was never allowed to you know eat so and so. So we don't eat that.
1: Yeah. I don't eat the the non-name brand stuff. I eat this stuff.
4: You know, you know the other thing is the one other time that Cheetor saw somebody that was going to eat them, it was when Tarantulas was going to eat him. Oh yeah. And he was like, "You can't eat me." <laughs> he looked him it in the, the eyes and Just said, "Don't it. eat me." <laughs>
3: Oh, I was going to say, just put in a sound clip of Kaban from uh, Kimono Friends. <laughs> Please don't eat me. Anyways, uh, Night Scream mentions uh, it mentions here that Night Scream is able to transform to his robot mode almost immediately once reformatted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it mentions that this kind of throws a wrench into Primal's assertion that learning to transform is a gradual process. Uh, but it is lampshaded, lamp-shaded by Rat Trap, so. <laughs> Well, he, uh, uh, he really bad for well, Rattro. Yeah, it also goes on to say that Night Scream has been spying on the group for yeah. a while. Uh, so maybe he was learning through there. And then we find out that um, uh, other crew members also find, seem to have no trouble with it. So maybe it was just the original four Maximals are just really stupid when it comes to transforming. Could <laughs> <laughs> be. It might have something to do with the transformation virus, though. To tell you, like like they said, like he wasn't affected the same which if it was a plant or he the way he made it sound like it sounded like there was like a small set of people who were like immune or not affected by it mm-hmm. and were still and still above ground and that's what the tanks like you know like they're that's who the tanks hunted down since they were going to you know be a threat or anything
4: yeah, yeah. that's so, that's true because like he was a robot and yeah. and he just didn't die from the virus so yeah he yeah. might be partially immune to it which,
3: might, like I said, might also tie into him having somewhat a different things. And as I said, and like like it says, like later characters also seem not to have that trouble. There's there's extenuating circumstances with them as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. but we'll get to that when we we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um. So we have some continuity notes here where it, Optimus makes a point of reminding Raptrap that there are no shortcuts when it comes to mastering techno-organic transformation. Which is you know, regarding the use of the transformation enhancer in mercenary pursuits.
4: Which I really li I really liked that they established that. That like, no, actually yeah. he can't transform. So <laughs> they are
2: gonna still and, deal with that.
3: And of yeah, course Rat Trap. I was happy
2: br- with that too, that Rat Trap still can transform. Yeah, I was happy.
3: And then Rat Trap bringing up Rhinox and Silverbolt, who are still MI MIA are also a continuity r- node. And also a very dirk move to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: As alluded to in a previous episode, Too Soon
3: Rat Trap. <laughs> Optimus describes the fruit as de evolving their techno organic bonnets, providing some foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Like Mario movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh and it says that it it's the end of this episode that the aerodrones are first referred to by their name. Like they weren't called aerodrones before. They were just jets or planes or such.
2: Oh, oh I mean, yeah. that. Yeah, Jets yeah. Jets
3: weren't calling them aerodrones. It's like the first time in, in in the show that they've been named that.
2: Yeah, so what do they call the true. other
3: two? Uh, I, f- I forget. I think it's cycle. It be, and yeah. Tank. It might be
1: cycle and tank drones. I think.
3: Yeah. Like I think it's like tank drones is, is pretty uh, obvious. So maybe they yeah. don't even bother ever saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Cause as we've kind of seen this episode, each general has their own way of doing things. And, uh, jet Swarm very much is a using a, uh, a platoon of, of mindless drones for him, while Thrust uh, still strikes me as a loner type of person because he can't even work with the other two, and uh, I don't know about Tankor just yet. I'm so willing to bet that Tankor yeah. would
1: have even more drones. Like he'd be the sort that would just throw everything at them.
3: Yeah, like I'm guessing. I'm guessing if if uh if things go as as like especially after the what uh the his mind game race like last that last episode that one episode he might just you know fall back on just overwhelming power yeah that would make sense
4: i'm i'm hoping that all three of them utilize the drums to some extent
3: (laughs) so pretty sure we at least get an episode here or or there with them doing that though like i I, i'm pretty sure there's there was like something where basically you see the generals actually being generals and not just
4: wheels yeah i like them i like them on i like them as generals as I mean, they can have their they can have their Air Force Army Marines rivalry or whatever. But uh, I like them being I like them being generals of armies.
2: Yeah, I got like too. But And also, um, what do you guys think of the whole like because like, I, I didn't even really think about it until Cassie pointed it out. But like um, I was watching it today with her. But like the the generals are just like slightly more colorful versions of their drones. Do you think that's do you like that? That they're like pretty much exactly yeah. the design. Or do you think it's, like, kind of, like, cheap or something? Like, they didn't actually give them,
3: like, unique designs? Well, I mean, practicality is and such in that, yeah, it, it might seem like, you know, an easy thing to do. But I do kind of like it. I mean, it kind of fits with the whole idea. Like, Megatron basically wants them. This is basically he only... Ba- it's basically he just decided to pick a drone and, mm. and kind of put it slightly above all the others. It's still not... You know, like he's—it's still under his control, though, so he doesn't want it too, you know, too, too unique. Yeah, yeah, like yeah with, I kind of every, agree. So, like, with everything going on, like, you know, like, like you said, like from a design perspective, it might feel a little lazy or or too practical with what they could be doing, but story-wise, I think it kind of fits.
4: I think it works well with the overall aesthetic because there is sort of a simpler aesthetic with this with this show. Yeah. Um I think that if you were going to have if you were going to have them different like if you were going to have them be yeah like a different kind of plane and then things then I would want to see a larger variety of drones like I would want to see like like I said sort of a sort of a um Marines Army Air Force division so like there would be like a bunch of different kinds of things that fly that were uh jet storm or whatever his name is uh and yeah, then so. and then uh and then there'd be like a bunch of different kinds of tanks the tank or had and then a bunch of different bikes that um you know it'd be it'd be mm-hmm. i feel like it'd be harder to pull off um but i would not want i would not want a a helicopter to be guiding the planes yeah you know or something like that Well, well,
2: along well those I was lines. thinking it was like just make the drones have even, even more basic design compared to like the well, I like mm-hmm. I like how Tankor Jetstream or Jetstorm Jet and um Thrust look. I just like maybe their drones would look lamer I guess but yeah I get what, I yeah
3: Uh so finishing up the continuity things they mentioned some gadgets and powers that show up including the Jetstorm's uh homing mine that he sent out in the tunnels mm-hmm. And that Rat Trap's toolkit includes a tail mounted flashlight.
1: Yes, I saw that too.
3: But And also mentions that he I assume he's got everything back there. <laughs> he also later stores one of the fruits in said toolkit without much trouble. So I guess he still has his room of requirement uh, module. Yeah. 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 It's just in his back that he can just pick up with his tail now. <laughs> mm hmm.
1: That's actually kind of awesome.
3: Uh, we got a couple of Transformers references where, of course,. Uh, here where Primal describes the Oracle as an interface with the Matrix itself, and also mentions during the flashback, Night Scream is seen hiding behind a Transformer that resembles Soundwave.
1: Yes, I noticed that too. I noticed too. that
3: too. Then we've got, let's see, Real World References, where, of course, the title is a reference to the biblical story of Adam and Eve. Uh, as the Maxims hold down Night Scream, he gives out the, cl- you know, quoting the famous line from Charlton Heston <laughs> from Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> Jetstorm refers to ice cream as Batboy, a fictional character from the infamous Weekly World News. <laughs> nobody recognizes that, so.
4: I, I, I noticed I mean, that I actually. Really not, nobody,
3: yeah. You know there was a Weekly World News uh, comic. No, I think I did know that. Yes, it was. It was weird. Anyways, uh, as he returns, Jetstorm triumphantly gloats, "Seek and ye shall find," a line from the Bible. <laughs> and then we've got two trivia notes where it mentions that this method. This episode was riffed on in MSTF uh, fashion at BotCon 2000, and it was one of two Beast Machines episodes to get this treatment, the other being a wolf in the fold. And then the final trivia note by someone is, the real message of this episode is that fruit is bad for you. Next time you get a craving, why not try a nice, healthy sausage instead? <laughs> sure. Yeah, good. sounds about right to me. Just charge Thanks up not. with energon.
1: Yeah. I got some some, like, Drug PSA vibes from it, personally, but
3: oh, I didn't. So, so um, by the way, sausage there. was hyperlinked to Beast Wars Two Super Lifeform Transformers Sausages. Yeah. Was a product in Japan. Uh, I do love oh, the wait, the, the picture of it has the caption "Snap into a convoy." Oh yeah! <laughs> wow. Well. All right. So is that all we have for trivia? Uh, Yeah, that's all it seems we have. I mean, okay. we've been going for
4: half an hour. That's that's a decent amount.
3: That's true. All
1: right. So we just actually your-
4: got started on time today.
1: <laughs> also true. And we had like one of our shortest episodes ever last week. So it was a little <laughs> weird.
4: That's so- okay. That's okay. If If you think that these episodes are too short, then I would recommend listening to... Uh, supplementing your listening to some of the many great podcasts on the Kendall Cast Network or the Audio Entropy Network, I guess. Thanks.
1: <laughs> but yes. So, getting to the episode, we open up. It almost looks like um, I want to say that these these are more uh, this is underground, obviously, and is more ruins, but they somehow managed to come across. An almost dome-shaped rock formation.
3: There yeah, there. yeah, they found or like it. an
1: amphitheater or something along those lines, I guess. Um, but we have Black Arachnia and Cheetor who are sort of sparring together in their ro- in their really animal form. It's really
2: goofy because Cheetor's on his back legs <laughs> yeah. and he's like doing martial arts. He's like in a fighting stance, but he's in his cheetah form. But yeah. he's like on both. <laughs> He's bipedal and it's it's weird.
3: Listeners, if you've ever seen a house cat stand on its front paws and just box with its front paw or back paws and box with its front paws, this is kind of what it is. Yeah, so pretty it much. Is, well, it I is mean, goofy, silly, and weird all at once.
2: I mean, like usually they just kind of like you know claw forward like someone does in a slap fight, but he's like literally doing like martial arts, but like yeah. as a cheetah, and it's so goofy. Because well, <laughs> it's trying
4: it. to. They're trying to get like that kind of vibe, I think. Is is like a yeah like a martial arts like focus your chi kind of uh, kind of vibe from from this yeah. show. <laughs> I I liked this I liked this fight I liked the black Arachne is kicking of, his butt.
2: I, I like oh, it too. I, it's, it's it's just goofy as fuck. Like, it <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I
1: was, didn't have anything wrong with this fight. I just yeah, it, it just seemed a little weird to see it in the almost. And through morphizing themselves in their in their animal forms. It was just like, it was unexpected, but it's La- not La- bad. La-
2: is fighting like a, how I would imagine a spider would fight. Mm-hmm. Cheetah yeah. is not like it's not yeah. like he's got no balance. Like he should just be clawing and like biting and like a cheetah would like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just I, mean, I like it like, again. It's, it's just funny. <laughs> it does not um, look cool. <laughs> although part of
1: what I'm thinking is cause Cheetor lately he he seems to really and this sort of plays into the episode also is he really anytime that there's trouble, he jumps into robot form when he can. Um, and I can't help but wonder if maybe he's trying to sort of act in robot form while he's in animal mm. form.
4: Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um but over the course of them, they're sparring. We we see this shadowy figure up above them uh, sort of looking on and they have like this, these red, red glowing eyes, um, almost looking kind of ominous uh, as as they're watching. And so at one point we have, oh, my God, I just saw a part where Cheater looks like he he's sort of like, you know. When a cat's ready to pounce and it sort of like moves its front – it sort of shuffles its front paws. All he needed to do was uh-huh. wiggle his – all he needed to do is wiggle his butt and it would have been perfect there.
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. It would have been perfect.
1: <laughs> that might be the
3: episode title this week. Um, oh, I was going to throw in what could possibly go wrong, but I mean – I don't
2: get – I mean like that's just – it doesn't fit the scene though, Jordan. You got to no, time your
3: puns, right?
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: that's what I mean. Like I just couldn't find a good place
2: for it. Hmm. You got to know when the best time to be kitten around is. You got to Yeah, you got to know when to pounce. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so many cat puns. Joel would be proud of us.
2: I think he'd be feeling fine.
1: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um so we have Optimus sort of watching on uh, sort of like in a very Obi-Wan-esque trying to guide them through what they're feeling and trying to keep their center as they're engaged in battle in their animal form so that they can, I guess, more readily transform into robot form when they need to, rather than having to pause like in the middle in order to sort of center themselves and then transform. Um, Cheetor goes into attack Black Arachnia. She transforms into a robot form And so we see Shura sort of rolling in the air and transforms in midair to sort of, you know, catch himself and land on his feet. She
2: does, she transforms into robot form as he's pouncing at her and she like uses her her feet to like, like redirect him. Yeah. She launches him up. You didn't explain like how she, yeah, why he's flipping around.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, so he, he lands on his feet. And of course, we get the, the oblivious, oh, I'm, I'm a cat. I always land on my feet. Mine. And she, she's like, oh, well, good way to catch yourself, I suppose. Um, Optimus then tells him to, to transform back so that they aren't tracked.
2: And it kind of seems like they've done the sparring match, but then Sheetor just, like, tries to continue it for whatever reason. Kind of a dick move.
1: Yeah, and Black Blackarachnia, seeing that he's sort of looking over her shoulder, she jumps up in the air
3: and flips and transforms. As, as you know, the session isn't over because they have yet to bow to their sensei. Oh, very true.
4: Yeah, and also there's also like always a trope in these kinds of sparring things where it's like, "Oh, you let your guard down for a second, and never let your guard down."
3: It's yeah. loser But then
2: but
4: then my being, like
2: kicks his butt so it's whatever.
4: Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean and I think Optimus even like is like, "Cheetor, you turned your back again. You're a terrible mm-hmm. Cheetor."
1: <laughs> but yeah, so and Cheetor seems like you know it's like, "Oh, why do we need to keep doing this we've got a robot forms he's you know arguing a bit with optimus about some stuff meanwhile we've got rat trap and this is where he says we-
4: this is where he says i have to go by instinct right yes yeah. that's this important is,
2: this, is, this yep. is where cheetor's robin to optimus
3: is starting to become the nightwing yeah see he's already gone through cyber puberty physically now he has to do it mentally
2: yes
1: but yeah so we've got um while they're sort of bickering a bit we have Rat Trap, who's off to the side. And he he's sort of like on a, up on his hind legs. He's got his front paws sort of almost like a prayer. He's closing his eyes, and he just
3: needs a waterfall.
1: Yeah, and he's just he seems like he's trying to center himself, but he's still you know he, you can tell by the way he's speaking that he, he's still not calm. He's not centered. He's just he keeps. Thinking, oh, if I say this over and over or something, that yeah, it'll he's happen. He's gonna
2: force it. He's not like actually trying. He's just like, yeah, forcing it. Yeah, yeah, and he literally There's does a little try bit of progress. It. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because yeah, at one point, what ha- the the shadowy figure's watching and narrowing its eyes a bit, and at one point, he he seems to try and force it, and he mm-hmm. winds up sparking and then like writhing around on this rock that he's
3: standing on. I'm sorry, I just I just watched it. and It kind of looked like the like a curly shuffle kind of thing where he's like, yeah.
0: yes. <laughs> <sighs> sort of
3: Although I know that's only because I had the sound off that I'm imagining that sound effect. Cause I know and he's actually, <laughs> No, I thought it
1: too. I, I saw the same thing.
3: And of course, Optimus
1: is, you know, trying to, to tell Rattrap he needs to find his center and that it, he needs to be patient. And of course, Rattrap's like, yeah, well, it's easy for you to say when the three of you can transform and I'm just stuck in this useless beast mode. And then we get the his comment beast mode about, is not uh,
4: useless.
3: Yeah, it's true. He has, so his beast mode was. is
4: more useful
1: than many people's robots form. Yeah. He, this is also where um, he he makes mention of Rhinox and Silverbolts. And of course, that kind of you know hits Optimus pretty hard, which Blackarachnia scolds mm-hmm. Rat Trap for considering the amount of guilt that Optimus has placed on himself because of them and also the rest of Cybertron. Oh, and Cheetor says that was low, even for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Optimus is you know off to the side while he's hearing them argue, and he happens to look up and he notices the shadowy figure above them. And as they're arguing, Optimus manages to leap up and struggles with this shadowy observer. And this is where we get Trap pulling out his tail flashlight out of his uh, back of holding. I guess we'll call it instead of a of holding. <laughs> Um oh, but he shines it oh, on uh he shines it up and we've got Optimus who is struggling with this bat, and Cheater's like, bat, where did this come from? And then we hear it screech, and apparently it's pretty high-pitched and messes with their auditory sensors.
3: It's it really just <laughs> stuns them. It's it's yeah. it's it's such a piercing sound that they they literally can't do anything for them for the moment.
1: Yeah uh the bat's flying around and then it happens to to go through uh,
3: a hole in the wall uh, they give chase uh wait is this isn't this also the scene where like uh Cheater, or no uh rat trap says like uh a, a bat's just a rat with wings and a rat is a rat they're they're survivors well yeah, because, like luck reckoning is like how like well, I think she is like how is there an
2: animal down here on Cybertron and then Ratchet is like how did it survive and then Ratchet
3: says like they're survivors yeah yeah, yeah cuz that is actually another little interesting point like as we said before up until now they it has always been assumed that uh Cybertron has had no organic life on it it was originally yeah. a and the fact that they are finding like you know an organic animal just flapping around is kind of odd yeah. Mm-hmm, Wasn't mm-hmm.
4: there a flower in the first episode of Beast Machines?
3: Didn't yes, like but unfortunately uh, Primal was running away from tanks and couldn't stop to smell the roses. I, th- I thought he <laughs> stepped on it.
1: Mm. No, he didn't, but the, one of the vehicons that was chasing okay. him might have squashed it. Okay.
0: Um,
1: all this talk about bats being survivors, though, makes me think that I should insert the little sound clip from the Tim Burton Batman movie. Be careful. Survivors. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Anyway. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> Wasn't the clip I was going for. But, <laughs> um, but yes, the Maximals are giving chase to, to this bat. And Optimus is slowly trying to catch up. And we come to a part where uh, it's this narrow... It's not a crack in the wall, but it's like a door that hadn't fully closed, I think, in the middle of this hallway. And Optimus, I don't know what he was thinking. (laughs) He just sort of slams into it and then is just abruptly stopped because the door wouldn't give way at all. And he just sort of slumps onto his butt.
2: Yeah, because he thought he could get through it. I mean, he rips through a lot of shit. I mean, it's not an unreasonable
3: assumption. It's one of those flying tropes where, like, the bat basically, you know goes through a narrow space to outmaneuver the other things. And Prime apparently just, and Primal just thought that he could just barrel on through. He barrels yeah, through a I
2: lot. Guess. He barrels through like a, for like from there was like six tanks one time he just like
1: barreled yeah.
3: through, like I don't know. And <laughs> on the second try he gets through it.
1: That's true. Um, Rat Trump meanwhile manages to, to grab onto the bat who screeches and he drops and does a bit of a roll as uh, they continue their pursuit. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh yes, and then Black Arachne tries to set up a web, nearly catches him, but he manages to sort of skid in midair and then turn around, only to be caught by Cheetor, who transforms into his robot mode and manages to pin him.
2: Uh, and then and then and then uh Primal and the Raptrap Trap get caught in Black Arachnia's web, which is pretty funny.
4: Yes. <laughs> and Primal, and then Cheetor's like, "This town needs an enema." <laughs>
3: Wait what?
1: I should never have mentioned that yeah. movie.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. When you were talking about the people chasing, did you mention Rat Trap? Like go oh, at oh, rat trap. How he just pops out of nowhere. To grab oh, we mentioned him. that rat trap. trapped okay. onto him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Little tumble. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was watching and trying to find something, so I wasn't sure if that part of the chase sure. was talked about.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yes. Yeah, so Cheetor manages to to have this bat pinned, and they're sort of observing it a little bit. Uh does a bit of a squeal as Rat traps close by. And this is still, you know, he makes mention, oh, it's odd to see an organic creature. And then it starts to talk. And as it turns out, it's an actual Maximal that somehow has been transformed into a bat. And uh so it stands up.
2: That's where and, he gets his like get
3: your oh, yeah, get paws your damn off
1: me. Dirty, you. get your damn dirty paws off me, you damn dirty ape. <laughs>
2: yeah
3: with, with no swearing
1: yeah i think it was more so get your paws off me you dirty ape or something like that
2: yeah Can i just yeah. say i really like um night screams bat design it looks really good yeah
1: it is pretty good bat design
2: looks great IMO.
1: but uh so yes the uh the the aforementioned night scream he hasn't introduced himself uh but everybody's like oh you're you're another maximal and He uh, seems rather skeptical of all of them. And Optimus makes mention that uh, because he asks, well, what happened to all of you? And he makes mention that it was a long story. And Night Scream isn't overly, you know, taken with the idea, I guess, of listening to the story at this point. But just as he's getting ready to make a break for it, we then get an explosion of Black Arachnea's web. And then we have Jetstorm along with a bunch of his drones and they make an appearance and of course start an attack we've got optimus and black arachne who both transform so we've, now we've got Cheetor, black arachne and optimus all in the robot form and of course Trap is sort of you know trying to skitter away and hide to avoid any fire uh, over the course of this battle and night scream is sort of fluttering around a little bit trying to avoid the fire as well
2: uh, I'm trying to remember. It's a, what it's a good thing. No lasers hit them while they were transforming.
1: Yeah. Another uh, thing that happened is I noticed that Black Arachne, you put up another web to sort, of, I guess, sort of shield herself a bit.
2: Yeah. Which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Um Office, oh, like a cover. Yeah. Also, manages to absorb some blasts and shoots a drone or two out of the air. Uh, Cheetor, he's getting attacked by a couple of the drones and he. Sort of runs up the wall, then across the ceiling, and then manages to kick a couple of them. Uh, Night Scream is just sort of fluttering around, but then he's caught by Jet Storm, and he's like, "Oh, good, another one." I'm trying to remember the exact line. Unfortunately, I don't have. I think subtitles. it's.
4: I, I think it's. Uh, where does he get
1: these wonderful toys? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This is my mistake. Don't
2: worry about the <laughs> point- that <laughs> pain. <laughs> don't worry about the pain i won't feel a thing is what he said
1: oh yes that's it
2: i just turned the volume up for a minute <laughs> uh
1: but just as he is about to to do some damage optimus shoots at Jetstorm and manages to knock a uh, night scream out of uh out of his grasp and he goes fluttering off and of course Optimus is distracted as he's like, don't we need to protect him because he's a maximal. We don't know where he came from. And as he's distracted, he gets shot. He transforms as well as Black Arachnia and then Cheetor does also. And they start running off in pursuit of uh, Night Scream. While Meanwhile, Jetstorm transforms along with his drones and they start following along behind in this. Like, I almost wanted to say narrow, but then I realized that after this hallway, it gets into like this pretty big area, like well, the, with all these bridges and paths and whatnot. So, but uh, yeah, Jetstorm winds up looking around, and he's
2: yeah, kind like of at crossroads, and he's like, "What do we do?" And, yeah, like, he says, "Like he says, like i want have one to play hard to get," and he sends out his drones. So yeah,
1: yes, and he he launches this sort of spinning disc. Uh, flies over the maximals and Black Arachne is like, he missed? And then we cut back to Jetstorm. And he's like, not quite. And then he goes,
2: oh, contraire, mon cheri.
1: Oh, yes. And then we see the disc spin around <laughs> so, and come backwards.
3: So, can I just mention here how much I love Jetstorm's uh, over the top personality again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's good. Like, he's good. Like, oh, like, did I also, like, when he first showed up, and he's like, uh, this looks like an co- Congre- you know, Congress of People or something like that. I guess I'll have to bring you all downtown in pieces. Yes. I mean, he's so cheesy and corny. That's almost as bad as the terminal line. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: I uh, like when he's like, can somebody tell me what kind of world we live in when a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press?
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: yeah, that's a good line. Um... So, the the, the like it, it comes back, and then, lo and behold, Night Scream shows up and screams at it, and it falters and goes back to the drones. And here's my theory for this, right? Because, like, why does this scream affect this thing? Mm-hmm. This thing is spinning, and it's making this noise. Yes. I'm wondering if the thing itself doesn't use some kind of echolocation thing to navigate.
1: That's certainly possible. So and then wow. him
2: screaming at it causes yeah. it to, like, falter because... A bunch of sound that it didn't expect just hits, hits it right right on, which causes yeah. it to, like, you know, miss the maximals.
1: Mm-hmm. Echolocation or radar of some type. Or, or
2: yeah, some kind of auditory like
3: radar. Like, yeah. I don't know, it's just a theory. Yeah. Transform no, theory. One. And actually... we <laughs> explain a little bit later, too.
1: Yeah, because almost immediately... Because there's a big explosion. Uh, we then... After the explosion, we see the drones and... Uh, God, why am I blanking on his name all of a sudden? Deathstorm? Deathstorm, yeah. yes. Oh my god, I had a brain fart moment there. <laughs> uh, and his drones are sort of laid out, and they start to stand up. And Night Scream is fluttering around, just squealing. And apparently it's affecting the the sensors of the drones as they literally start to shoot at one another.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I think like one of them even mentions they're tri- uh, compensating for the the scramble of their circuits or something like that yeah and apparently compensating means just shooting everything in sight yeah
4: and seems like that seems like a megatron plan like
0: if you don't know who to shoot at
1: (laughs) just shoot at everybody yeah and jess like oh my god what are you doing and then a drone shoots him he's not too happy i think doesn't he make mention that you know, this is why he should be working solo or something along those lines. Yeah, he says, uh, you never rub another man's rhubarb.
3: <laughs> That's not no, what he I, says. Uh, I think he's like empty headed, tin plated, or something like that. Like, Yeah, you I'm know, through with, with working a bunch of empty headed, tin
2: plated. And, he and then he gets interrupted by the Maximals all show. Yes. Up, being like, yo, dog, we're going to kill you and stuff. And then he's like, oh, well, fuck this. <laughs> Wait till I come uh, just back to the whole out. street. He's like, yeah, he goes, he goes he, yeah, he um he asked him he says like oh all gang up on me, I'll come back with even more guys.
1: Yeah. So he flies off and uh Oh sorry, go ahead, M. What was that?
2: Uh, he goes he goes jet storm adios. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that so much. Like, <laughs> so, so that's, like that's like that's like that's like some guy, you know, like I don't know, like he's a like Jeff audio like, yeah. like he's just I'm, I'm leaving the building kind of thing right like, yeah. I, like I love it <laughs> yeah or like it's Sokka a, leaving and going
3: what a drive <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: so Night Scream sort of is starting to make an exit himself down a, another hallway and Optimus you know asks him who he is and what's going on and uh, so he manages to flutter back and then Says, oh, I'm getting out of here before the uh, before they come back. And then when he comes back, he's like, oh, you'll never make out of here in time because you guys have no idea where you're going. So he starts leading them. Which is so kind instead of
3: his fault of, since he, they were following him down there.
1: That's true. So we get a scene as they're going down a hallway. And instead of uh ice cream flying, he's sort of walking on his feet right next to Optimus and explaining what happened. We
2: get a... Um, you get the part where Optimus is like, "What's your name, son?" And the guy's like, "Oh, so like we're family now?" And then goes yeah. off.
1: Yeah. Um, we do get a, a cut scene uh, or a flashback rather, and the, the graphics on this part were not obviously they they spent the majority of the budget on the here and now scenes because the past scene does yeah,
3: not. Yeah, they do not look really very good. I don't know. I kind of felt like we were watching the Theft of the Golden Disk again.
1: Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, the more the more beast machines I see, the more I understand what they were going for with Theft of the
1: Golden Disc. Yeah. Um, but we see the it's almost like a um it's like an energy surge that goes up from the middle of the city and causes it's like It's very
2: this, bright here. It's
1: yeah. Bright. This bright green energy starts flowing through the city.
2: Well, I mean, uh, like the city is very bright before all the shit goes down. Yeah. And it's very colorful that's true and too. Lively
1: and yeah. yeah. And then it gets rather dark as uh, Night Scream is explaining that there were drones that came. First, it was, you know, not a lot. Then it was like hundreds and then thousands. And then one of the scenes that we get as one of the, the, the jet drones uh, shines a light is it, it does look like Soundwave. It really looks like it's Soundwave. It's at least
2: his color palette. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, he shot while he's protecting another a transformer who runs from behind him. And this is where Night Scream is explaining that he ran off and went underground. And the next thing he knew, he was falling in a hole and he went offline. And then once he came to, he was in this bat form. So he doesn't know how he managed to become the bat that he is now. But that's what happened. So he leads the, the Maximals to this room and in this room is this giant fruit tree which Optimus is surprised to see an organic tree. So Night Scream manages to grab one of the fruit and makes you know he's like oh eat up. He's and uh, Optimus takes a fruit and he's looking at it. And we see Night Scream just sort of drop the entire fruit into his mouth and just swallow it whole. And then we see his eyes glow red for a moment but before sort of he's
2: Relatively fine. And yes. then Cheeto is like, "We don't eat food except for like the plenty of times that we ate food in the last, you know, series. Like yeah. when Rat ate that apple core, and and okay. Rhinox ate a bunch of beans. You know, that didn't that definitely didn't happen. You know, Trantor didn't almost eat me. No big deal. <laughs>
3: yeah. He just blocked those memories from his mind. Yeah." yeah.
2: Or he forgot them. That's actually possible too. Yeah, that's probably
3: amnesia. Maybe.
2: Yeah,
1: but uh, Optimus is wondering if maybe this fruit might help uh, enrich their bodies, uh, considering it's organic. Uh, Rat trap goes to take a bite, and Cheetor swats it out of his hand. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "We don't even know what this stuff will do to us." Mm Hmm. So obviously, Cheetor is very against this. these fruit and the other ones, the other Maximals are like, I ah, couldn't hurt at all. And it's like, I don't see why you're so upset about it. And needless to say, Cheetor then voices some concerns about Night Scream, basically insinuating that, you know, he was watching us. He led us that way. And it almost seems like he led us into a trap. And how did... Jetstorm even know about them to which black arachnia mentions well somebody transformed into the robot mode which allowed them to track us
4: yeah black arachnia
1: (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so uh night scream is is sort of you know taken aback a bit he's like oh yeah i'm the guy who you know is causing all the problems he's like i was just trying to watch so i could figure out how to transform uh that he sort of gets a burn I on I rat could, trap. Uh,
3: yeah, I thought I could learn by watching this guy pointing to rat trap. Yeah, and then he's like, and he specifically says like that would ever happen.
1: Yeah, rat trap's like, uh. <laughs> or yeah, rat trap.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, Optimus in turn sniffs the the fruit again and goes to take a bite. Cheetor obviously voices his concern again, but. Optimus makes, you know, mention that, that he thinks that this will help. So he goes and takes a bite out of the fruit. We see his eye glow, or eyes glow, rather. Then Black Arachnia and then Rat Trap both take bites. Uh, Optimus finishes off his fruit. And then Rat Trap's like, uh, anybody for seconds? And he's got like a fruit in each hand as Cheetor just shakes his head and walks off. Uh, Rat Trap manages to toss one of the fruit up and into the hole in his back. Into his, his back of holding. Uh, Optimus uh, swallows another fruit. His eyes glow again. And he seems to. Observe almost...
3: Rattrap's third form. A duffel bag. <laughs> He's a triple changer.
1: Still better than.
4: Uh, than the, the being on the wheels.
3: Oh yeah. Because all you do oh, is yeah. just pick him up by the like tail. And he just stays still. He doesn't yeah. even need to transform. <laughs>
1: Um, Optimus seems to act more gorilla-like, and he's, you know, he's making a lot of gorilla sounds, looking around. Cheetor looks back. He's like, "Big Bob, what's going on?" And then, you know, Optimus manages to grab another fruit, and then we zoom in on his eye, and it glows red. Uh, this is where we would have cut to like a second commercial break, and then once they're back, uh, Cheetor is trying to to talk to Optimus to sort of get him to snap out of it. And Optimus is very, you know, caveman like in his voice now. Uh, he slams his fist down and looks very angry and says how the fruit's gonna help make them strong. And then Black Arachne and Rat Trapper both, you know, continue to eat, to eat fruit themselves. Uh Cheetor's, you know, he's pretty pissed at this point. He goes skulking off down another hallway. And uh, he gets to the end of this hall. I guess there was this bridge that got destroyed. And he's, you know, looking out, surveying the scene, and then Night Scream comes up behind him. Uh, Cheetor is, he growls at him and's pretty pissed. They're, you know, Night Scream like, look, I'm sorry, I didn't know that this is, ends by leading them to this fruit, because it hasn't done anything to me. And Cheetor basically insinuates that he's working for Megatron, to which Night Scream is pretty upset by that accusation. He's like, Megatron took everything from me. You know, he's pointing his winged arm at him and uh, they're about to start arguing, but then Cheetor stops them as he hears something and looks and Jetstorm is back with his drones. He's got quite a few of them as they fly by and both Cheetor and Night Scream manage to stop what they're doing. They rush back into the tree and Optimus is just stuffing his face with these fruit now, and Black Arachnea manages to swipe another fruit from Rat Trap while he's not looking.
3: And they kind of basically hiss and chitter at each other.
1: Yeah. Optimus is, is making a lot of gorilla sounds. Night manages to get the fruit out of his hand and fly off. Uh Optimus beats his chest and growls and you know cert and Cheetor I, manages to knock I one out of Black this, hand. That-
3: you can see fingernails on, on Primal and yes. there's circuitry on his fingernails. Is there? Yeah. There's like lines of uh, like a- angled lines in basically like a circuit board pattern on his fingernails. Oh, there is. That's weird. Yeah. I, I just hmm. thought it was like a weird touch, but kind of neat. Hmm.
1: But yeah. So um, what winds up happening here is Cheetor gets cornered by the other Maximals as they're sort of approaching him because they're pissed that he knocked away all their fruit. Uh, just as they're getting closer, though, there's an explosion behind them, and Jetstorm and his drones have attacked and knocked the other Maximals away. Cheetor was was pretty much unfazed, uh, but Jetstorm starts attacking, and we get Cheetor transforming into his robot mode and starts trying to defend uh, the others, trying to still trying to like call back to them to get them to snap out of it, <laughs> and they literally just walk by during the fire. As they head back to the tree, because they all want more fruit,
3: mm, fruit. <laughs> food, more important.
1: And this is where I sort of got, well, there's going to be another scene coming up, but this is where I started to get sort of the inkling of like almost like a drug PSA sort of thing. Like they're You're getting not- a bit too involved into this fruit. Like they're getting a bit addicted to it or something. You're not human. if, it, you're if it
2: is, it's like super subtle. Oh so like, yeah, I, I, I would. I, I really don't. I think it's to just try to do a story. and It happens to be like the thing. I don't know. Yeah, to do drugs, really. so
4: so my take on this is, it's it's interesting because he, it seems like Cheetor is being a jerk. Mm-hmm. You know, not being being overly you know overly paranoid and uh you know un untrusting and 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 you know yeah like the we don't eat thing uh but then Cheeto's right and it's weird and then yeah, yeah like the way they do, it's like it's like a it seems like almost like a a a cutting down trees and not eating fruit is good you should we should destroy the rainforest and <laughs> eat and yeah don't eat, eat healthy fruit. yeah don't eat fruit yeah. Don't eat fruit, just destroy the rainforest so that we can eat more meat and mm-hmm. McDonald's. <laughs> like it I don't know. It's like, a weird like, like it
3: says we should eat more sausages.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like I I I just didn't because the the drug thing I mean, I guess there have been like the, you know, famously the Buffy Beer Bad episode. They do they drink the evil beer and it turns them into like you know it de-evolves them but i kind of just got the sense that like it's just making them be animals because they are animals
2: yeah um
4: well like, animals
2: for f- animals run away from gunfire mm-hmm. i will say that yeah and they don't do that <laughs> well i'll
1: I'll point out the scene once we get to it because it's gonna be here in just like a minute or two when it happens um because cheetah still deflecting fires the others walk by him and he's like what the hell he watches officers just pick another fruit off the tree. Um, and animals cheaters. run
4: from gunfire. Cause it's cause like gunfire is loud and stuff. Like it's a yeah. loud, scary noise. I don't know how laser fire, like how, la- how loud laser blasts are.
2: They're loud enough and they're flashing lights. They'd be just startled, you know, and they wouldn't like, I mean, they'd be a fan of it. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> they, would, they wouldn't just ignore it. I don't think. <laughs> I, I
4: mean, I don't know. I don't
2: Lasers don't
4: exist in the real world, so maybe who knows? Maybe well, the girls would be okay, okay with it.
2: If you fair. flash a flashlight at a bear, it'll get startled. Like, <laughs>
3: well, I have never met. a bear, Not enough so to I, save so. you,
2: but it'll, it'll be like what the fuck? Like you know, like they'll react, like you know.
3: Uh, but I was going to say, uh, to be fair, these lasers are more pe- are not the pew 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 kind. They're more like the blam 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 kind.
1: Yeah. Mm. But- who knows? But Cheetor manages to uh, to seem to get a moment of inspiration as he looks at the tree again and then immediately launches himself and just slices through the tree. We get this sort of green flash, and then the tree just dissolves.
2: And then it, just
4: Yeah, and then it turns into coins.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say ash. Like it goes black yeah. and,
1: and literally just disintegrates yeah mm-hmm. uh night Which, scream just yeah freaks out yeah he screams
2: yeah, um, predicament. he's like no my food
1: yeah yeah um the other Maximals seem to come out of the whatever trance they were in at that point uh they all drop their fruit and off is like maximals transform and and launch a counter offensive he's still searching for that call call sign phrase yeah um so they transform well, except for Rat Trap. Uh, night this is the scene that I was talking about because Night Scream is freaking at this point. He's like, "My foo what what am I going to do? No." He's just like completely flipping out at this point over over the fact that the tree is now gone. He's like, "How am I going to survive now?" And then he's shot in the back. Which well, I guess not answers very that long, question
2: apparently. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um Cheetor manages to see see that happen and Awesomeness like goes over to, Yeah. Um, goes over to check on him and you know Night Scream is you know he's not doing so hot. Um Ausmus I says just want to
2: point out like it's kind of interesting having Cheetor say kid, because again, this is like yes. he's yeah. becoming the night, King and this is like Tim Drake's just showed up or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like kid, he's deflecting fire and Optimus tells him to hold them off and he's going to reformat him. And this is another power that we're like, where the fuck did this? Yeah,
2: he's getting understand. shit out of nowhere. <laughs> I thought they like, were going to take him to the Matrix, you know, like the way they were before and see if it could do it again. But I mean, I know it disappeared, but still like, like something. I,
1: even the, if we had gotten like a throwaway line from the first episode that said, in time you'll start to realize different powers that you have or something along yeah, those lines. And uh, this could would... have been like pardon the pun, but this could have been a prime example where you know <laughs> you could have had Optimus's eyes flash or something happen where he gets like this moment of guidance or enlightenment and realizes that he, oh, I can do this sort of thing. But he just he's like, Oh, I'm gonna reformat him and I'm like, the what? Fuck?
4: <laughs> Look, you guys, Optimus has lots and lots of powers. That's that's his power, is that he has lots and lots of powers. He's like, he's like he's uh, like he's like Cartman on South Park. He can <laughs> see into the he can see into the future too, but better than Kyle. Ah.
1: <laughs> yes. So um Cheetor says that Optimus is too weakened from to, to be able to do that, but Optimus says that he's not going to lose another another maximal. And he proceeds to he glows and then the glow extends to night scream. And we get this big flash of light. And then we see Night Scream. His, I mean, his bad body's changed. It's not entirely different.
2: It pretty like, much added, like, some orange and green on top of his already, like, it, it's almost exactly or, the same model. Just yeah. like, and I, and I like that. I like that it's not too yeah. big of a change. And mm. it's a pretty, it looks good. He's probably my favorite beast mode.
3: I thought that it was more of, like, a pit like a palish, lighter brown than patch yeah. i see an orange but yeah. the blue the blue yeah the blue's kind of like a light aqua kind of-ish things and it's and we were saying like you were saying the orange is more just kind of more around uh a bit around the face and on the chest a bit well, his,
2: his, legs, his, his his wing skin is also that orange yeah, color yeah
1: <laughs> that's true <laughs> um, so and light screams like ooh cool upgrade and so everybody starts shooting at him. He flies between the different drones as the other Maximals start attacking. Uh, Cheetor, meanwhile, is sort of trying to rouse Optimus. He's transformed. Optimus is transformed back into his gorilla form, and he's sort of, you know, groaning. And obviously, he's not too good right now. Um, Storm starts attacking Cheetor along with two other drones, and we get Night Scream who flies up behind them, and he transforms
2: and rat traps like what the fuck yeah, yeah he's much. like oh come on yeah <laughs>
4: and night scream is michael jackson yeah
2: he Looks very yeah he looks, <laughs> he's got the hair for sure and the <laughs> bony Sweet. face
4: and yeah, yeah. everything like he's even he's got i just looked at it he's got two noses
3: <laughs> so it's post-surgery <laughs> okay <laughs>
4: So then, so then once I you never made that connection, but you're right. So once you see that, and then you hear his voice, and you realize his voice also is kind of Michael Jackson y. It? Oh. It's not nearly
2: high pitched enough.
4: I mean, it's not like it's not like overtly, <laughs> like you know, you don't notice it until it gets to this point. You're like, ah, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. He's he's very Michael Jackson. He is, right. he is,
2: yeah, sure. Right, I can see
1: it. He is a he is a thriller.
2: And he's got he's got the Hermes wing boots. Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Uh so one of the fir- he he attacks the drones. He's got sort of like a speaker on his back. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. I've just made this I've just made the connection. He nice. is Soundwave's kid.
2: Oh my god. You're right. He's That's totally perfect. Soundwave's kid. Sa- or at least like descendant and like like, maybe that was his son or something that was left on Night Scream. But, like, I guess his mom maybe might have been a Maximal. Maybe. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, he's a Maximal, right? He's that, not a.
3: That t- totally makes empty. sense. And see, that's why uh, Ravage was an agent and came down there, because he had a falling out with uh, with uh, uh, Soundwave's choice of, of marrying a Maximal.
2: I love it. I love this yeah. headcanon. It's the best. You turned your back on everything we know and love. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but yes so
4: so also i just want to acknowledge the fact that he's michael jackson and he's got sound based powers yeah pretty pretty apt
2: he also seems to have a vampire drain
1: yes because he uses his speaker attack to blast the two drones and then he has like this i almost want to say he launches his denture at Jetstorm. And connects and is attached to this line as he w- sort of reels Jetstorm in and like sucks his energy out um, enough that he's almost incapacitated. And so Jetstorm drops to the ground and calls for the drones to, to pick him up and retreat. Um, so they go flying off and we then get the, you know, the Maximals regroup and Night Scream lands and transforms back into his beast mode. Uh we then get this moment where uh Optimus is talking to, to Cheetor and, and sort of you know praising him a bit for you know following his instincts and and whatnot. And
2: so that he's kind of commissioned for a bit and he wants, you know, Cheetor to be the leader. Yes.
1: Um yeah, he says that he needs to, to carry on until he regains his strength pretty much. Um Cheetor versus like, you know, like, you know, you wouldn't be hurt if it wasn't for, for me and I destroyed the tree Um as it turns out. So apparently, you know, aside from the reformatting formatting and other powers that we've seen, apparently Optimus can now, you know, say that, oh, the tree was purely organic and it was making us devolve. So apparently he he's also able to tell, you know, what tree what bad trees are
2: he's making a gas at best. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. He is he observed. Yeah. He was able to observe and interpret what happened. Cause he has some insight as to their, their situation. I think that's it, bits like this are why it would have been a lot better to have TygaTron or, or somebody being like a, a spiritual leader who had actually been studying what was going on or, you know had like a uh, somebody that actually knew what was going on rather than having um just optimus who like kind of sort of had a vision
1: yeah oh that would have been perfect too with the reformatting cuz tigertron could have tried you know could have explained to autos maybe a bit that you know you have the power inside you to save his life you can reformat why does Hag- him?
2: Why, why in, in this we in this scenario where tigertron is a spiritual leader why does he know all this stuff uh, well we you, 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 were asking we would be asking the same questions we're asking of optimus right now well the mm-hmm. dif- why does he know his shit the the difference would be if it's you had if you had like it a guide type like character Kong. it's
3: really just the oracle the entire time taking a form that we would recognize yeah. Yeah. yeah
4: well or if you just if you had a guide character who wasn't suffering from uh who wasn't suffering from amnesia and who Sort of like was the one that told them stuff, yeah, I mean yeah he's the he's the vessel of the oracle or something like that, um mm.
2: that's more optimist pretty much is, I mean, yeah, I mean
4: yeah to to an extent, although they haven't like specifically said that, and that I mean that's kind of my argument as to why this actually works, I just think it would work better if you had somebody who was specifically and overtly a a a middleman between the Oracle and the people and who could specifically communicate back and forth consistently and everything. If you, if you sort of had a, yeah, like a, like a, like a specific guide. Cause I feel like, I feel like Optimus as the spiritual leader, um, it's, it's a, there's a little bit more of a, there's a little bit of a different tension, uh, because he's also kind of learning himself.
1: You know what I think would have worked out well? Um, because we had Tigatron who seemed very in tune with nature back on Earth, I think it would have worked really well to have him be the, the sort of bridge for the Oracle and the other Maximals. Because you could have had like Optimus would have been very similar to the other Maximals. He would have been, you know, still very robotic. And you could have played it off as because he has always been of Cybertron, like in the robot side that Tigatron is, like Optimus was given these powers to be the leader, but he needed a guide because he has this duality now between his robotic past and his potential techno-organic future, but he needs a guide to be able to show him what he can do. And Tigatron would have been that good character to have to be able to sort of guide him, and maybe you could have had something happen where maybe Ty oh, you know what would have worked? Is everybody was... Very close to being done for with the virus, and Tigertron was a bit worse off than the others. And he actually started to pass on, and then the Oracle changed him first, and then it changed the others. I think that was pretty neat. Or I mean, you
2: can have a you can have a Navi type Oracle thing running around too. You can have the Oracle yeah. talk to him, or we can even have the Oracle come into his head at that moment and be like, "Yeah, I don't know." Uh, There's a lot of <laughs> okay, yeah. okay.
4: So, so just, just so you. The recording has it. It
2: says we could even have the oracle come into his head and be like, <laughs> "Yeah." Be si- about second five night. seconds of silence. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, um, we can even have the oracle go inside of his head and be like, "You can do reformat him. You have the power," and he would you know. Like, I mean, I mean, yeah, There's, yeah. Some, there's something inside mm-hmm. of him is telling him this shit. We, it'd be nice if we actually heard it mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean. I, I don't disagree,
4: but also I'm kind of, I'm okay with the way they've done it because there is, I mean, there is an implication that he has a connection with the Oracle and, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I mean, uh, there's obviously time passing between these episodes. So I'll just, you know, I'll just take it for what it is that, that they, you know, that Optimus, yeah, that Optimus has lots and lots of powers. Like, Mm -hmm. and they're all sort of, I mean, they're all sort of based on uh on an into being in tune with the matrix and you know being
3: he's a jedi yeah he does seem to be uh kind of quag on ginning it to be honest yeah yeah i can see that. which to me sounds like like uh i'm going to try this it's like but you've never done it before well if i don't do it it's not going to work or things are going to go wrong so i'm going to do it
1: yeah but yeah so we we've literally got like 30 seconds left in this episode,
2: oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we have kind of done it. I mean, like, all, like yeah. what happens is that Ice Cream tells us his name, and yeah, yeah
1: like, <laughs> and Cheetor Cheetor tells them to make a stretcher for Optimus, and Rod like, "Oh, geez, he's been in char- he's in charge for like a nanosecond, and already he's given us orders."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then they, you know, they bring Optimus along on this stretcher made of webbing, and that's the end of the episode. No, no, no,
3: it zooms oh. in on a fruit.
1: Oh yes, the fruit. Oh, yeah, California. Actually, yeah, foreshadowing because the the fruit is glowing, and then we sort of pan underneath it, and we see that it's sort of buried a bit in the soil or in the ground, and then we see these roots just shoot out.
2: And that's yeah, and see, I I don't think this I don't think this tree was fully organic, like Optimus proposes. Yeah. I think it was mm-hmm. techno organic. Um, yeah, yeah, because it's growing really fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, and, not yeah. Really good. and it, I guess it could it really be an alien does. fruit that does that, I guess. But yeah, yeah. That's well, the
3: end of the we'll episode. Figure, yeah, we'll have to figure that out later.
2: Hmm.
3: So thoughts overall? It it was kind of a nice episode to me. I mean, I I definitely like uh, Night Scream's bat form. I'm still up in the air about his robot form. <laughs> like I like I like the abilities and and you know the like the disc on his back for the Sonic Scream kind of thing is a nice interesting uh, way of demonstrating it, mm-hmm. but. It still looks kind of weird, like just the uh, lanky and and it's hard to explain. M,
1: mm-hmm. how about you?
2: Um, I, I generally like the episode, and I think Night Scream's pretty cool so far. I like him as character. Um, so far, I don't know. I, I kind of remember him getting kind of annoying, but we'll see. I guess. Um, I will say that reading the, I've read some trivia about Night Scream. Um. Story editor Bob Skeer originally wanted the character of Night Scream to be a young female Transformer, patent after a girl Newt from the movie Aliens. When the powers that be nixed that, fuck you powers that be, Night Scream mm-hmm. ended up becoming John Connor in Terminator 2 Judgment Day instead. which Kind of because it's inside and it was characters to like, but yeah, it really sucks. Like, they, they, I don't know why they couldn't do that, they just have another girl on the team. That would have been cool. I mean, it it literally wouldn't have to change a character at all, I feel like. It would just no, be the same story. But, I don't know why they just, they just couldn't have had him be a girl. But apparently the powers that be were like, no, it's a boy's show, I guess. It can only be one girl character.
3: Um, so that's cool. Yeah.
2: I mean, later on, we get a girl character in the show. But still, um, I was. apparently gonna
3: ask if, if if we were going to ta- during the break, I was going to ask if you want if we wanted to go over the trivia over that and. Mostly because I was wondering if you wanted to talk about the next little bit of trivia that has on the TF wiki about how he was um, a man and I'm not sure yeah, if you want to talk about that.
2: I, I mean I'll talk about it. Uh, okay. apparently he was in the Japanese version, um a stereotype, stereotypical um homosexual, uh a hard gay type character that Jap it's a, it's a type in Japanese culture for characters. Um and yeah, it sounds like it was r- not very not done very sensitively. <laughs> no at all like that's yeah it was sounds pretty gross how they made him in the japanese version luckily it don't happen here but yeah it would have been cool if like he was if, if, if night scream was a girl it's too bad yeah. that at the powers that be stopped that yeah. i just want to i just want to emphasize like
4: when i say when i say that night scream is michael jackson like i th- i think just about anybody could look at that design and take michael jackson from it like it is not like, that that had to be the, on some level, the intention. I mean, this is, this is not just a fan theory. Like, this had to be a thing,
2: right? I don't like, know. I, I think he just looks like... I thought he looked like an emo boy kind of thing with his hair, but... And, well, I mean, emo and, kids didn't exist
4: in 1999. <laughs> I mean, people
2: who had that so, hair... Um, Michael sorry. Jackson had that hairstyle. Well, I mean, emo <laughs> music did exist before then. Like, I mean... The Cure is emo music, and but it wasn't like, that. I mean, it wasn't way, that. That wasn't the
4: style, though.
2: No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. true. But yeah, and then, I mean, I mean, there's something wrong with thinking he looks like Michael Jackson. I mean, it's, that's. I think it, I, I understand what you're saying when you when you describe him like that. Um, it makes sense. But yeah, this whole making him into uh, a stereotype thing is a whole different story, and that's just, yeah, you know, it's not good.
1: Yeah. Frankly, I like my fan theory that uh, nice cream is Soundwave's uh, son. I think that, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: It got worse in the manga too, where like apparently ice cream would cross dress and the male characters would mistake him for a girl.
3: It's so yeah. funny. Mm. Yay, Japan! Great, great. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right
2: <laughs> but yes. I, the episode was good.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a good episode. I think the stuff with the tree is weird. Like in a not in a bad way. Like it was it was it was weird. And I like when this show gets a little bit weird because
1: it's a little bit weird show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 I thought it was pretty good overall too. I mean, my minus the, the little, you know, the little, the small, very small complaints I had about it. I thought overall it was a pretty good episode. And then it introduces a new character, which is always good. Uh, um, but yeah,
3: so we've got yeah organically introduces a new character instead of having to just <laughs> suddenly show up. Yes, falls from the sky. I mean, <laughs> although technically he, he kind was of did them. just show well, up.
4: Like yeah, they established but- that all of the maximum that everyone on the planet was dead, and then like yeah. oh, except yeah. for this guy.
3: Like they they but they at least like they have questions that they try to answer. They they get into it and like they, they seem to be like, well, we're gonna figure this out. Like they don't they don't say it's like, well, if you're here now, everything's good. We don't need to worry about anything else.
1: Yeah. Although I do think that maybe they might have put this character in as a bit more of a sort of like what Cheetor was in Beast Wars, they're trying to make Night Scream to be in this series, is that uh, it's supposed to be like a relatable character for kids.
3: Yeah, mm. maybe.
1: But at least I mean it doesn't seem like Super duper childish. If I if I had to peg like a an age range for him, I would say like
3: early teen. Mm-hmm.
4: He's got uh, an Ezra Ezra Bridger feel to him.
3: Yes, very yeah. much so. It's, yeah, that's a very good way of explaining it. Yep, I would say so. So it's we by the fact that Ezra is miles after his time, <laughs>
1: <laughs> both technologically and chronologically. Um, so we've got a. I think we've got like one or two questions and I know that uh, we've got a news post this week from Casey. So why don't we take a quick break and then we shall tackle those. And then that will be an episode.
3: Yay.
1: the fruit that he found and he made an annoying sound And we're back and we've got another news post provided to us by at lady K Hirsch on Twitter and this week she uh, she writes hey BC, sorry for missing last week the hells of winter retail work have robbed me of the ability to remember what day it is. Anyways, let's move on to that sweet, sweet news content. First up, we have new images of that very sexy, transforming Darth Vader. Casey provides us a link, the paint job shown here is a bit different from the last color images we got. Most notably with the head no longer sporting any gold highlights. The figure is scheduled for release in March of 2018 for 5,800 yen. That equates out to approximately 52 US dollars. That's actually one of the most reasonably priced transformers we've seen in these news posts. <laughs> uh, that price is actually reasonable within her budget, so she'll hopefully be buying that bad
2: boy.
3: Nice. And I love like point out if if folks don't remember, this is the uh, Darth Vader modified Tie Fighter ship that yes. kind of basically becomes a Darth Vader mecha more than just. Uh, I think the term they used before was shell former. Where it's just, you know, you yes. just lift it up and it's underneath. Yeah. And it looks kind of really neat. I also kinda of, I like how like apparently the lightsaber uh clips to the wing like a la- like a laser port or something like that in one of the images. So mm-hmm. like it's a sort accessories are part of the thing, which I yeah. think we were talking about in the earlier episode once. Yes.
1: So Casey goes on to say, speaking of crossovers, let's take a look at another recently announced crossover. This time, Transformers will be crossing over with Street Fighter. These strange but cool figures will come in two sets, Ken versus Chun-Li and Ryu versus M. Bison, a.k.a. Dictator. Ken uses the Takara version of the Titans Return Hot Rod mold. Chun-Li uses the Thrilling 30 RC mold. Ryu uses the Titans Return Optimus Prime mold, and M. Bison uses the Titans Return Megatron mold. These things look pretty good, though I think it's a bit odd that Ryu and Ken use different molds. I don't plan on picking any of these up, but that Chun-Li is pretty tempting.
2: I feel like Ryu and Ken being Rodimus and Optimus is like perfect, actually, because like yeah. they're pretty close in design, honestly. Optimus Prime and Hot Rod... So, like, and, and Ken and me aren't exactly the same. Uh-huh. Ken's got, like, you know, blonde hair. So
3: That's there you true. go.
2: <laughs> um, my, favorite, my favorite one of these is Chun-Li, for sure. R.C. Chun-Li is great, and I want it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so uh, we've also got more Masterpiece Dinobot picks, courtesy of Figaro Magazine. Uh, Casey provides us with a link. She goes on to say, not much to add here other than that he still looks very good. Uh, she'll also mention that this, that his designer expressed a high level of interest in tackling Beast Wars Megatron. So keep an eye out for that to possibly get announced in the future. Meg's definitely high up on Casey's masterpiece wish list, but she also would love to see a Rhinox happen as well. I think just about all of us would love to see a Rhinox. Um, speaking of Meg's our last bit of news for this week is all about them third-party company perfect effect has released a gray proto- has released gray prototype images of their upcoming Doragon king figure a masterpiece style take on transmetal 2 Megatron to go with their king Gorira figure uh, we had mentioned in a previous news post uh, the King Gorira figure uh, which is like a, a really nice looking third-party uh optimal optimist figure. Um, Casey provides us with a a Facebook link here with some pictures and this thing looks pretty awesome. She says, even in prototype form. Also, unlike the original toys, these two are in scale with each other. Like they were in the show. She can't wait to see this thing in full color. Also considering they did a primal prime version of the kangaroo mold I, she has her fingers crossed that this mole will get redone as cryotech in the future. <laughs> so Casey finishes off saying, all right, that's all for this week. She, she's quite tired and can't think of a question. Uh, wow. How is everyone's Thanksgiving? There we go. There's a, there's a question for the week.
2: <laughs> how is half the podcast Thanksgiving? Yeah. Uh, she <laughs> says,
1: Have a good one, y'all. Hope you don't run into any whiny bats out there this week. So.
4: Well, I mean, you guys had Thanksgiving. like It was just back on Columbus Day.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, I was, know. it was a little yeah. over a month ago.
2: Yeah, it's it's a little late to ask, I'm saying. I don't remember how many Thanksgiving was. I streamed Bloodborne. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> See,
3: I had turkey. That was an answer.
1: Yeah, I had turkey and had a day off, so it was all good.
3: Me and my parents had <laughs> had some uh Thanksgiving food. That that's mm-hmm. it to me every day is a day off. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: oh, i had, i had to work on thanksgiving
1: um did you at least get holiday pay for
0: it
4: yeah yeah okay. uh yeah thanksgiving wasn't too bad the friday and saturday after thanksgiving were v- were very rough and then mm-hmm. uh and then sunday uh or fr- saturday night drove up to the in-laws um and did Thanksgiving stuff on Sunday. Uh watched the Star Wars holiday special. Uh my father-in-law had never seen it. I mean the rest of my the rest of my in-laws had also never seen it, but my father-in-law is kind of it was right up his alley. Um huh. and he had a, he had a lot of fun uh watching it. And at the end, you know, he says, Well, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but it was yeah, it was I, I was very I was very, I had a lot of fun showing that and my mother-in-law like just was like making a face the whole time. It was, mm-hmm. it was awesome. Um, uh, but yeah, that was, that was fun. And then, I drove back and I have a couple days off now. So
1: cool. Right on. Okay. So what do we have for questions this week, Jordan? So
3: we only had a few. Okay. Uh, basically from Ryan, uh, Ryan Butson asked, other than you trusted your instinct makes uh, what makes a Cheetor a good leader? Uh, wasn't he like the younger, youngest and most rash of the group's group originally? Why does the Matrix constantly choose hot-headed individuals to lead? Hot, red, hot Rod now, Cheetor. And I will point out that technically the Matrix hasn't yet ch- chosen Cheetor. That was just Optimus Primal saying, you lead now. Kind yeah. of like how Optimus Prime said, you lead now to Ultra Magnus, but that <laughs> didn't work out, did it? Mm. Uh, <laughs> so there's so that might be a like a a th- you know, something to maybe lighten the, the the ramifications of someone hothead. On the other hand though, um I you know Primal seems to be showing like he trusts Cheetor's... uh you know, more to do like doing more on with on his own than, 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 uh, previously, like they seem to have come to an understanding. He's grown up basically,
1: or maybe he has another power and knows that Cheetor has precognitive dreams.
3: <laughs> so, so, um,
4: my take on it is rat trap has been being, ha- has has not been being the best has not been demonstrating the best judgment. Um, At least.
3: Yeah. Since they've been on Cybertron, definitely.
4: And, uh, black Arachnea Uh, I mean, Optimus has demonstrated that he could be considered sexist. So we'll say, yeah, black a <laughs> <clears throat> Look, I, mm. is a woman. Look, I, this is like Jordan said, this is, optimus's call i'm just saying his judgment
2: i don't i don't know um uh, i i think he picked the question is like why he picked cheet missing yeah. i kind of missed it but yeah. yeah yeah and i'm saying like
4: that's the other two were not also also he may still not he may still not trust uh black because he's also racist and she was a predacon so
3: <laughs> so um i
2: i, I think it's because like Cheetor is his protege. He's been his protege the whole series. Like, uh-huh. he's gonna choose his protege. He's gonna choose anybody. I mean, like, and it's kind of like, how do you advance Cheetor's character? Well, you gotta like make him grow up, kind of thing. Mm. And him being a leader is a good way of making him grow up.
3: And yep. I also was gonna point suggest a possibility that the Matrix choosing hothead people isn't so much as them choosing hothead people as people with uh, large potential. Of, of basically having qualities that they can use to basically l- be a leader when 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 called upon. Yeah, no, I could see that.
4: So the other, the other, the a- my actual answer, um, mm-hmm. not being a jerk. If you think <laughs> about the last time that Optimus got taken off the table and who ended up who he put in charge, he put Rat Trap in charge. Yes, and I mean, Rat right. Trap does not really at that time didn't seem like the obvious choice, but he was the person who would grow the most as a person from being put into that role. I think right now, if you put, if you put Rat Trap or if you put Black Arachnea into a leadership role, it wouldn't, I mean, they would just, they would, they would probably do the job, but it wouldn't teach them anything or I mean, it would teach them something, but it wouldn't teach them as much as Cheetor here has this. He's got, yeah, he's got a lot of leadership potential in him that, and he hasn't really been in a leadership role. So this is the best, it's the best opportunity for him. That makes sense. Mm
3: -hmm. I kind of like that.
4: (laughs) Cause like, cause like with, uh, with the, when rat trap took over, like you watch that episode and it's obvious that Rhinox should be in charge because when they're all bickering, Rhinox is the one that comes up with the solution and Rhinox doesn't even, doesn't even put himself in the running for the leader.
1: Yeah. I, I found Rhinox was more so he was just content. He, he didn't have any sort of ambition of leadership. He was just content to follow, but he's also of the mind that, you know, he still wants to make sure that things run smoothly because if they don't, normally he's the one who has to try and fix things anyway. But
4: and I feel like yeah. and I feel like Black arachne is more in that role now. And yeah, I and, can see that. And yeah, Rat Trap, like I said, has kind of backslid. Rat Trap is worrying about himself. He even says in this episode, he's like, "I got, I got enough of my own problems. You know, I can't be working on worrying about you guys."
1: Yeah. Yeah, so there's that answer. Uh, What else do we have there, Jordan?
3: And we then got a question from uh, K. Merileth, or at Mike Loves Rabbit. (laughs) And their question was, oh, Christ, what the hell is that thing?
1: And that's in relation to the picture (laughs) that you posted for the questions today. (laughs) Yes, That was Night Screens Robot Mode. As Kendall alluded to earlier, obviously, it's a robot Michael Jackson.
3: Yes, and I think you responded at some point that that's the show's attempt to give a character, uh, give a character kids could relate to. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you saw that Joel responded as well. Yes, he, he said, did. He said a screenshot from Beast Wars, A.K.A. a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and that's really, really all the questions we had this week.
1: Okay. Well, does anybody have anything they would like to plug this week? And I apologize for the clicking. I have a dog walking right beside <laughs> my chair.
3: It's um, um, I'll plug Game Apartment uh one C again. Uh Dan's been having a lot of fun and it's been a lot of fun uh you know, say, sitting there watching him talk and do stuff. He's been getting help with the show with uh with uh another uh Twitch streamer called Syncope. Uh in case I don't know if people know her but i think it's basically through him like through her that a lot of the people showing up on the site are also there there uh so you know if you do know them that that might be another you know another group you could hang out with um other than that uh i'll plug the techo ShowCon thing again like techo ShowCon, it's going it's going to be a uh you know, in in April. So, I mean, you've got plenty of time to make plans to come. You know, come down. It's a lot of fun. Nice. You, you can go to the LARP, see what kind of crazy stories me and my friends come up with.
1: <laughs> Very nice. Uh, M, how about you?
3: Um, you can catch me on other audio tree podcasts.
2: Home for the Losers. Teenagers of Attitude and In Pursuit of Passions, which I will be editing after this and getting up this month. Yay. <laughs> um uh, also you can catch me on Twitter at This Is Emeralds and on my Tumblr art blog, which I have not updated in forever, DangerChair.tumblr.com.
1: <laughs> Kendall, how about you?
2: <coughs> <clears throat>
4: Sorry. <laughs> you can find <laughs> You can find everything I do at Kendlecast.ninja. Um I'm at K Hallman on Twitter. Uh yeah, on Kendallcast we've got my uh Simpsons blog series and uh uh that's what we called music with a question mark. Um and uh yeah, uh then and waiting here for every man. I actually did another uh interview, so I've got two episodes that haven't yet been posted, but hopefully at least one of them will be posted by the time this episode goes up. So I'm still trying to record more episodes, Sid, but if you know any musicians, then send them my way so I can interview them. Cause I'm um, the bar's low. The cool. bar's low.
0: <laughs> um, All
4: right.
1: Uh, as always, you can find us and a whole slew of other podcasts on audioentropy.com. And speaking of audio entropy and a certain podcast on the network, I, it's already been announced on Twitter today. Uh, but I think we'll be one of the first podcasts to actually mention it. Uh, Pack South is coming up in January, January twelfth to the fourteenth. And on January 12th, I believe it's at 8.30 in the evening, You, if you are attending PAX South, you will be able to take part in a live Let's Place recording that is going to be going on Luke. Just announced today he received the notification of approval for a panel. Uh, So it is going to be Luke, Chelsea, Zach from Teenagers with Attitude. Hopefully, Simone from Teenagers with Attitude will be there also. Uh, I believe Dustin is also going to make an appearance as well as Crystal. And I think possibly Mitch from All Along the Watchtower as well a lot uh, of people yeah it's going to be a lot of people for uh, for a, for a live let's place but uh, for anybody who likes listening to let's place or audio entropy Woo. check it out it's going to be a good time I think so so yeah there you go big announcement at the end of the episode so I hope you listened uh, tickets I'm not sure if they're all sold out yet um, but yeah if you're heading to Pack South it's going to be in San Antonio Texas this coming January. Yeah, that's the big news. We've got uh plans for a bonus episode for the holidays and some other stuff. Uh, also, if you want to follow me online, you can follow me online at Greg C-M-U-N on Twitter. You can find us the uh, podcast itself, uh Facebook.com. Oh, yes, my dog is now whining at me. Um Facebook.com slash group slash war and beast. Or uh, you can find us on Twitter at Warren Beast Podcast. So, yeah, another week, another episode down. Oh, my God, we're going through these so fast now. <laughs>
2: it's
1: kind of nuts. And my dog is wanting to go out. So I suppose we should better finish this up. So for Warren Beast, I have been Greg.
3: I have been Emily. I've been Jordan. I'm Kendall.
1: Let's roll, folks.
3: So the test came out that I'm a Pio, but I really think I'm more of a lessen or or even at best a lesser. I just started doing that test. <laughs>